Welcome to the Daft Cells podcast, episode number 16, I think. Today I'm joined by Keza. Hello. And Gwyns. Hello. And of course, this week's episode is sponsored by Eggs. Yes. So what have you guys been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, Magical World Dizzy, who is an egg. I loved and that game when I was very small. Man, when I was running... And now it's bad. It's, it's, well, it's okay. It makes sense, which some, you know, adventure Hang games on. don't. Which, which, which one? I've had it on the Amiga. Wait, let me tell the story I was going to say. Sorry. When yeah. I was working for RPS, uh, we had a day where everything was... April Fool's. Rock, paper, shotguns, April Fool's tend to be quite good. And we had one where basically we were... It was like 2010 and we reported as if it was the year 2000. Right. And so everyone was talking about how like, oh, you know, this mod for Doom's just come out like Quake. We don't think it'll be good though. And it was a really fun day of just posting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a time capsule. It served a purpose. But I realised that... Oh no, it was 20 years ago, I think. But I would have been like five and a half... So I wrote a review of Magical World Dizzy as a five and a half year old, with Aww. like, and it was it was cute. <laughs> That's lovely. It was it was. I really liked that article. I might have to go and read it when I get home. But the game isn't too bad. I finished it as a kid, which is a nice thing you can say. Because the thing is, there are a bunch of Dizzy games, and I've only ever played one of them. Yeah, Magical World is the one that isn't. Oh wait, oh, Kingdom Kingdom something Dizzy. It was the one that wasn't a dickhead. Well, the- you see, that's the thing is, I've heard that they're all a dickhead, really. But I mean, how is the egg a dickhead? Well, the egg isn't a dickhead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we've gone into meta game reviewing here. Uh, Imagine the thing about Dizzy: it, it isn't the egg that's a dickhead. <laughs> it's actually just the game. One could say that Dizzy deserves what happens to him for his thought. No, but he gets attacked by bees. I remember that being scared of the bees when I was a kid. I, was a... The one I remember was kind of like you had to uh, collect items. It was a bit point and clicky in the fact that you had to collect items for puzzles. So you have to pay this guy with this and there was a bit near the start where you had to like jump on a moving boat to get yeah that was the one I reviewed yeah that's Kingdom fucking hard did you see how spectacularly the Dizzy Kickstarter failed last year yeah (laughs) (laughs) it did it turns out nobody cares I thought that was quite depressing. I never played Disney. Well, what were they? Were I they, didn't they, think it was a matter of nobody caring. I thought it was just massively mispitched. Oh, personally. really? Because I wouldn't know. Not caring. I mean, <laughs> the thing was, it was just odd. It was like. They asked for a lot of money too. They asked for a lot of money. They asked for half a million quid. Um, which is a, a lot of money. I don't think any Dizzy game has ever cost that. Or half a million dollars, maybe. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing is basically, I think a lot of these Kickstarters coming back is people want to modernise it, sure, but they still basically want to make the same thing again. And the scope of what the budget they want for it represents that. Yeah. Um, that, so that's why, like, you know, with Tides of Numenera, the Planescape spiritual yeah, yeah. successor, they're like, hey, we want to make another one of those. You know what? It's going to be fucking expensive because <laughs> we need to hire, like, loads of really good writers and artists and it takes loads of time. You go, fair enough. But with Dizzy, it's like, how long? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it? I know back then, it was probably quite hard to make a Dizzy game. <laughs> but I reckon, Game Maker. Make, yeah, Game Maker. Give me an afternoon. You could have a Dizzy jam, <laughs> couldn't you? And if you, you had like 10 yeah. devs making Dizzy over 24 hours, one of them would probably have a really functional... Like, the thing was, I think if it had just been like, if it had just been the Oliver Twins excitedly saying, you know what, we want to make a Dizzy game again. Um, give us 50 grand. And me and my brother yeah, exactly. are just going to go and make one again. And if it was just, if it was pitched as being like, we're going to make one again, like the old days, it's just going to be us. It'll have better graphics and stuff. And instead, they pitched it like they were pitching a publisher. But then, they're basically, I think because Blitz was not, uh, if it is Blitz, I think it is. Blitz died, yeah. Yeah, because they weren't in a great place, um, I think that rather than it being about like, hey, we're bringing back this franchise, let's do it, it's going to be fun, it was more of a kind of like, I think they were treating it more as an ace up the sleeve, being like, well, 
let's let's get the dizzy out let's get some money from dizzy yeah, it's like, when, when you, I remember actually you're reminding me of the Kickstarter and it was pitched like like you were talking to a man with lots of money in a, in a boardroom being mm. like here's all the cool <laughs> new modern shit that we can do with it and you don't need that with Kickstarter no. nobody cares about online multiplayer and it was Kickstarter. very it was very light it was very light on the details and very heavy on the enthusiasm but I love they, enthusiasm but they didn't come they, but they didn't come across that well on camera <laughs> they, they did come across as two guys in their kind of 40s 50s being like oh come on Let's do, do it. Half a one million. Of, one of the Oliver God. twins asked a really embarrassing question at a conference I was at once. When there was a female MP standing up and basically saying, "You guys, seriously, your industry has no women employed. You need to work on An this." An MP, like a British. Yeah, like a British. Yeah, a British uh, member of Parliament. And she was basically like uh, talking because one of her things that she was doing was an initiative to get more women into science, tech, and engineering. Okay. So she was talking to this kind of assembled room of um, people who'd paid to come to a development conference. Oh right, so she was so talking to a group. I thought you. It wasn't. I thought she was specifically picking on the Oliver twins. No, no. But the <laughs> Oliver you twins, guys. The Oliver, one of the Olivers was in the audience, and um, at the at the end of this talk that she did, where she was talking about you know ways to, um, you know how it's how it starts from school and, and reasons that women aren't in tech and so on and so on, so on. At the end of it, he put his hand up and I was like, "Well, if any women had any of the skills, then I'm sure we'd hire them." Ooh. And I was like, "Oh, dude, dude!" And every it was funny. <laughs> it was like pretty much all the women in the room step away. <laughs> pretty much all the women in the room were journalists. So there were about four of us all sitting in a row, and all of us visibly bristled. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, I would have loved if in the room the room had had the response that we just had with the whole yeah. room. Oh. Unfortunately, a few old men clapped and I was like, oh Christ. Well, they'll be dead Can soon. you maybe think for more than five <laughs> seconds about maybe why the women aren't coming to you? Like, maybe if you look at the contact us page on your website, it's full of old white men. Maybe that's why women don't feel like, cool, yeah. I'd love to come to you with my skills and expertise. I anyway. generally don't like working in companies that are just full of old white men either. Just because it's like, <laughs> this, that's going to be boring. Mm. It does explain why Dizzy was the whitest protagonist in all <laughs> games, though. You're insinuating now that they're, they're and not bold. just and bold and bold. I tell you what, though, he was an egg, and I love eggs. I love eggs. Eggs, eggs are great. Eggs I've been playing are eggs this fantastic. week. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, no, I can't think of a segue to turn that into stuff I've actually been playing. That would have been elegant, though, if it I had. Have, it would have. I just had, going back to Disney Guys. I remember there was a bit, and I do remember it being very exciting. There was a bit towards the end of that game where you had to, you had to just like take a leap of faith because you climbed up really high yeah you go up a castle and then have to jump off and, and you f- jump off the castle and you land on the clouds and you, there's heaven there and the you same, get a harp you get a harp from St. Peter who stood outside the gate of heaven but then remember there was a jump back down where you had to just jump off the cloud and it was like a leap of faith yeah you fell through, like, you fell five, through like five screens and then you landed on something soft but it was like if you got it wrong then it was like because I mean like games were cruel back then basically yeah I mean games back then Everything used to revolve around sense. death yeah, yeah. what's okay yeah. about that particular game though is that <clears throat> adventure games these days are you know like 12 hour things of like puzzling and they still were then obviously but Dizzy was just I remember finishing that game in like 30 minutes because it wasn't the how good part. were you at games I know I just I'd done the thing where when you're 10 you play a game and you go oh that's good I'll play it again yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you finish course. it I'll play it again but that's the thing is my partner's 8 year old has played all of the recent Spider-Man games about 300 times oh my god it's just, I wish he'd play a good game yeah someone was telling <laughs> me about their cousin because you know obviously Minecraft's huge uh, especially among young people these days and how if they took his iPad away so he didn't play Minecraft, he just watched Minecraft on his computer, yeah. yes. like videos yeah. of Minecraft. YouTube, yeah, this is this happens with with that. Yeah, game. It's, this this happens with um, my nieces and nephews. Also, you take away the game and they'll just go and watch games on YouTube. <laughs> it's like, what are we supposed to do? We can't take away everything. I enjoy. Just put them in a field. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. You're imagining games. Stop it. I mean, before I was allowed, <laughs> I wasn't allowed a games console until I was about nine. 
I was seven. Because my parents mm. were like, don't want to get into content on the house. And in the end, they caved and gave me a Mega Drive. And God knows, maybe if they'd let me have one earlier, I wouldn't have become so obsessed with them. <laughs> and wouldn't be here. Thanks, Mum and Dad. Maybe I'd have a proper job. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I remember I used to be really into like arts and crafts. And I used to love making like collages. I say collages. They were just like bits of fucking coloured paper. Yeah, cut when out with scissors. Kid, that's a stuck on paper. Um... But then I got into trouble, and it was the only thing I really liked doing when I was a kid. I was just like making arts and crafts things. And my punishment basically was my mum took the scissors off me. Oh. So I couldn't do my collages. That is tragic. Um, and so, yeah. That's I ice cold. <laughs> like, stop doing that creative thing. Well, <laughs> I guess it's hard to punish kids. When Watch I, television. Even if yeah. the only thing they like doing is really creative, if you feel you need to punish them somehow, then you have to do something. My mum used to take away my books. Because yeah. I was, I was always too <laughs> kind book. But it's quite nice because I, I remember, remember she took, but, um... she took away my Narnia collection. Really? Yeah. And I was halfway through the Narnia books. I was like on book three, and she took like the whole collection away. I was so desperate to know what happened in book four. Did you never get them back? I did get, <laughs> I did get them back. Your mum's like an evil library. <laughs> <laughs> she rents them out to other children. Like... You must finish this copy of Super Mario three to get your books back. Yeah. I, I, I think I stoically just got around it by then I made a collage just by ripping up pieces of paper and sticking them that Man. is defiance Man, yeah. I, I really hope that one day I'm a parent who still knows enough about games to be like oh you like Minecraft do you and you broke this you know painting well I'll tell you what I don't know why I have paintings in my head in the future I don't have any paintings <laughs> this, this now this gilded frame I don't know why my kid is breaking it like, <laughs> how dare you break this gilded frame you could teleport an 8 year old child into this room right now and tell me he's my genetic son and I would not be able to tell him shit about Minecraft like, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong I I've know quite it. a lot now because of, because of my partner's 8 year old how I know much do you know really I mean, well, like, not as much as he does all I'm saying is like, he knows just the punishment would be like because I think I know about it but I don't fucking clue oh this joke's not going to work if you don't know so, Minecraft but it's going to be like if you bring me like 10 redstone or something to because that because the joke is Matt the redstone is the single rarest thing in different it's probably not I know anymore, is it? but it's no probably it's not probably I mean it's freaking, changed uh, this is the problem like, I knew a lot about Minecraft two years ago when I was introducing this kid to it but now since then it's just it's because there's horses in it now and he keeps coming back every, every time I see him he's like Kez have you heard about the new thing in this patch have you heard about the new slime balls and I'm like what you just and he just watches he sits and watches YouTube videos about I got blown away everything. by like they're being like oh yeah there are like yeah. things that spawn monsters and oh, the dungeons, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the dungeons. Oh, fuck. Well, you had a case, excuse me, before. I know, but I, I never really understood anything. The, thing the, is, nether, the nether fortresses are cool. My favourite bit of Minecraft, and I've probably said this before, but my favourite bit of Minecraft is launching it up, looking at where you are, pottering about for five minutes, mm. knocking down a tree, building a wooden hut, going to sleep. Yeah, and then, and then the going out, and then doing a bit of mining, and yeah. I lose interest after that. But it's it's for me, it's the thrill of a new it's the survival, world. Yeah. It's the thrill of a new world. Make a house, make a home. And then I can't be bothered. Like I, I like that bit, but I love the atmosphere. But then yeah. we, when we had the OXM thing, we had um, uh, OXM, OXM Land, I think it was called, or something. And like a private server. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. We, I, it was fucking mental. We, I, I, we created a... Uh, it was like I had this madcap idea, and I was like, Johnsy, can we do this? And he's just like, that sounds insane, Matt. I'm like, I know, but I think it might work. <laughs> it was proper like MacGyver shit. It was like, when it, it came out on the Xbox, I sort of realised if we created an Xbox Live Gold account that was running uh, Minecraft and made it so people could make friends with it and then we just kept the Xbox switched on for 24 <laughs> hours a day because we worked in an office because you know if you tried yeah. to do it at home somebody would be like uh, no you're not <laughs> leaving it switched on for 24 hours a day but because we worked in office, we kind of could. That was the function. So you invented functionality for, for persistent yeah, servers. Yeah, we basically, basically created a server. We though. basically created a server just by leaving an Xbox on. And admittedly, like there were problems with that. Like I think it did crash like overnight a few times, and we lost a bit of progress. But it was kind of cool because it meant progress towards what? 
Well, the thing is, loads of people were coming and playing. Yeah, sure. I just didn't know if you had like. John, you have this idea. We're going to build a fortress. We're going to build a journalism thing. We did it. Make the magazine. No, no. We 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 did a working Xbox. We did (laughs) the Xbox. There was no aim. It was just. It was the launch of the Minecraft on on. XM and I kind of had the idea that we're like, well, we can create this the server, and then we can let people come into it, and then we can make a feature app for the Mac, so we can have like our diaries within the place, and it was really cool because it meant like we had like in the Mag feature, it was like over a space of a week, just talking and documenting about how it evolved and the things that had happened, and obviously there were lots of fires, lots of arsonists on the first night, and it was like <laughs> the first day was mental. People built all these incredible things, and then the night of the first day, everything burnt to the ground, <laughs> but then it was rebuilt better and out of stone and. It was kind of amazing. Actually, that was when uh, Joe Scrabbles, who's um, also you might probably know from the podcast, he was working as a work experience for RXM. This is before he got a job at OM. Um, but he was really, really fucking good, which is why he got a job. Um, but <laughs> that was the first job I gave him was like, just sort of, can you moderate, can you moderate the for the first day? So basically, it started off, he, he made the Panopticon, he made the OXM Panopticon, which was this glass tower looking down and everything else, <laughs> keeping an eye on everyone, sort of turn it into this dictator state. But um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was mad. But I can't get my head around it. When people have been like, hey, look, we want to show you this. Um, you know, we want to show you what we've made. And they'd show me these like elaborate things that they like machines. You press this button, they do this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't have a fucking clue. I don't have a clue how you've done that. Yeah. I cannot. And I'd look at it and I just wouldn't be able to work it out. I'd be like, I don't know how it works. Yeah, I get what you mean about the, just there being a limited attention span thing going on with Minecraft. I mean, for, for, for me, when I, when I started playing it, basically, I got into Minecraft in order to not have to look at the stupid, stupid Spider-Man game ever again. Because <laughs> um, my partner's son was just... Obsessed he, with he, it. He honestly played Web of Shadows about 40 times. Just Shit. Continue. It's not even good. Just I know, but somebody somewhere, probably at Beanox or Activision, is going, yeah! Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's, he's spent Fuck, yeah. 380 hours on that game, so congratulations. You know what's Beanox. creepy, though? That probably happens to all games. All games have a... What's the... Uh, what's the song's name? Spencer. Spencer. Every game has a Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna <laughs> find every yeah every single thing? But even like the terrible movie tie-ins, like the, like this. There was a Spider-Man game that came out when Spider-Man Three came out. They're barely functional. He's even well, he didn't actually finish it because it it's literally too bad to even play. So he got his long-suffering father to play through this. Wow, unbelievable. That's harsh. So I basically introduced him to Minecraft in order to just stop the madness. <laughs> And I was like, well, we're going to play this. And he's like, oh, I don't want to. No, no, we're going to play this. And we started out and it was amazing because I knew much more than he did. And he was like, oh, how do I do this? How do I play? How do we, can we make a boat? Can I we go on the sea? It was yeah, amazing. we can make a boat. <laughs> and I was like, sure, we can make a boat. And we were like exploring together and I was like building a house. And I'm like, we've got a house. I'm going to make us a bed. And he was like, wow, this is awesome. And then unfortunately he discovered creative mode and suddenly he just lost interest in building anything that you had to work really, for with your hands my favourite bit of the story yeah. is you said it was awesome introducing this child to a cool game till he knew more than me <laughs> wanker it did stop being fun though because then prick. in creative mode in creative mode he'd just be like you know because I'd be like well why don't why don't we you know work and find some diamonds underground he's like why would we do that there's yeah, some no, right I, here in this I menu I get that though yeah well that kind of ruined it for me because the whole thing about yeah. Minecraft is working for stuff and working for shelter and you know, well you know it's funny you say that, that because um, Notch's uh, the thing Notch was working on as a coder before Minecraft um, was a game called Worm Online, or this is one of his projects, I guess. But Worm Online was a persistent MMO which had terrain deformation. Like, I've written so much about it for RPS. And it was essentially like a Dark Age MMO where you spawn and, you know, the first thing you need is a clay bowl. So you can you have to go and find some clay and make a bowl out of it so you can carry water so you don't die of thirst. Interesting. And But the funny thing is about that is, like, you know, you could build a mine, same as Minecraft. In a lot of ways, it was Minecraft, but... 
uh, there is stuff about how the lead designer on that game was like, no, everything has to be real, it has to be difficult, it has to be work. So, you know, I remember a winter I spent with, you know, our friend uh, Egg, mm. uh, and he was, um, he was... <laughs> not affiliated. Not actually that. affiliated <laughs> with Egg, although he's <laughs> a fine man. Yeah. And I've seen him enjoy eggs. In fact, he bought a T-Fowl toast and egg machine. Who um, wouldn't? Who he wouldn't? did do that, yeah. Actually, no, I mean, it doesn't have to be T-Fowl, but just anything to do with eggs, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, but, uh, so Egg, I remember digging a mine, we needed some iron because we wanted a sword, and it was, the, and he spent something like seven real life hours mining because it was meant to be plausible. Oh my God. And apparently, Notch, and this is all sort of like scuttlebutt, but Notch was like, why can't we just make it easier to build and people can build anything they want? And the guy was like, no, the MMO has to, be, has to be a simulation. So it's funny that you're saying like, ah, oh, but Minecraft needs... You know, there are limits, work. though. There are limits. There are limits. But everyone's limit is different, and yeah, kids especially Children are going to want to play no... as Lego. Yeah. I think it is. It's funny. Minecraft is very much, and I don't mean this in a demeaning way. Stuff up with TNT. I don't mean this in a demeaning way because I actually offend a bunch of people last time by mentioning that I said I said that something was clearly aimed for kids, and loads of people got really offended. Oh, really? Because I forget that a lot of people are still in that age group where that is seen to be a, a kind of. Oh, that's not at all an insult. I know. I Nintendo know. games are aimed at kids. But I, no, but I love them. You kind of forget, don't you? Because now I don't know anybody. When you're 17 years old for children, yeah, for kids. Yeah, I forget people yeah. are sensitive about that at a certain age, and I was, I was very sensitive, but now I just sort of think, like, you, you get to a certain point where you, you suddenly become an adult, and more than anything, you just want to be a kid forever, yeah. and the idea of trying to push that away from you is just madness. That's Why would you do that? Happens, Why would you make trying to embrace the kid, abyss? You just want to be an adult. All I wanted to be was an adult my whole time when I was a child, and now I'm like, oh, I wasted oh, that whole time, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to being an elderly, horrible man, like, you know, 50 years old, just... A purple all, velvet jacket. And, yeah, everything sort of, like, to do with my body's behind me don't care play games beard <laughs> but there are but I was going to say there are limits to like the whole uh, yeah. you know like wanting to be a kid thing and when I first played Minecraft I remember I spent about seven hours and I built a tower that was going to be in my head I was originally this would just be the corner tower for my castle <laughs> it took me a whole day and it was going to be if I'd finished it it would have been a massive castle but it was just that thing of me stopping and being like I can't do this. Like I've passed the point in my life when I can do this. Yeah, and it was yeah. sort of thing where I thought, if I discovered this when I was like younger, I would have like adored it. Yeah. But that time in my life has gone now, and I can't do this. Like, I, I often think sometimes, especially when I'm looking at new games that people are showing me that aren't out yet, and they show me like some, yeah, especially with MOBAs, I get this, and yeah. with other things, and it's just like, oh, you can do all this stuff, and I always think, who has the time? And then I remember teenagers. Teenagers have all the time in the world for this stuff. That's why, really, they get uh, so re that's why they get so amazing at games. MOBAs are really like easy to get into, though, in a way, because it's like, well, every game only lasts about 30, 40 minutes. You can be like, I could just play a game. <laughs> I could just play one game. And yeah, one game turns and into nerd. four, and before you know it, I mean, like, I clocked a thousand hours on those two. And I have, I had the awkward thing yesterday, somebody on Steam's like, a thousand hours. Hey, hey, man, you want a game? Want a game, man? You want to come play a game? And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm all right at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why do I want to play a game? You want to come play some Dota? Come on, it'll be fun. I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. Are you strong? I'm, I'm taking a break. I was, yeah. I've, I'm actually coming close to thinking about uninstalling it just to stop the... the God. Yeah. Well, why haven't you uninstalled it? In case you <coughs> I probably... Did you, do I probably... Did you stop? Did you like, cut off? No, I stopped because I wasn't enjoying it that much anymore. But that's partially because Dota, for me was not fun when I lost. Like, it's, uh, you know, right. that really browbeating thing. Yeah. And um, actually, I've reached a similar point with Netrunner. Like, Matt's quit Dota. I've, Netrunner's a card game I'm really into, and I love the social scene in London. I made a lot of friends with it, but I'm going to take a break because I'm not playing anything else. And that was fine for me when I was really into it, but now I'm not enjoying it so much. It's like, this is just holding me back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as um, kids having time and, and YouTube and Let's Plays and all that stuff goes, 
I've been watching something recently which makes me realize, oh man, if I was a kid, I would love YouTube. And it's some, um, I'm looking at you, Keza, because you're, you, you know, more of a Japan focus, but Game Center CX? Mm, don't know it. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is a Japanese, uh, it's just a friend of mine lent it to me on DVD. Japanese reality show where they get a comedian who loves games and he's like 32 to just play a game which is really hard. And it's like, sort of a NES game usually, some awful fucking thing. Like, you know, he'll play Super Mario 3, but it'll also play SOS, which is essentially a game about escaping the Titanic after it- SOS is so hard. It's, yeah, people think that those um, SOS games like started in, uh, you know, like- what the that PS2 earthquake, era. PS2 era yeah. with that earthquake game and the mm. flood game. Yeah. But they actually go back to the SNES. Yeah, yeah. So what it is is a guy playing these games- uh, Raw Danger. Raw, Raw Danger. That's what they were So, Thanks. Matt, you've talked to me, like, you've pointed out how YouTube works and how to make money from Let's Plays, really, you need to aim at Yeah, I know loads about that, man. I'm rolling in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that is, that is, that is true, yeah. Because uh, So, the interesting... Yeah. The... Uh, yeah, uh, eggs? Don't, don't push it too hard, Kezza, right? <laughs> how many times have we mentioned eggs so far? Uh, enough. We've, we've, been, oh, we've okay. met the quota. Okay. Like, so, um, I don't want people to think I've, like, you know... I don't want people to think I'm shelling out. Wait! That doesn't really work because shelling out is actually a phrase that means something else. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> uh, so, Game Center CX is a window into a world where Let's Plays are not necessarily aimed at kids. And it's it's just really interesting. It's like you've got a, a film set and a group of people dedicated and like an editing team all trying to make this 32-year-old, quite funny man, beating a game seem good. And it's the most watchable shit I've ever seen. That sounds seen. great. Send me a link. Oh, no, yeah. I'll send it. Well, it's... Well, I'll find out a way. I'll it's get probably on Nico Nico. DVD. Find a way. I'll send okay. you a link to the DVD. But it's yeah, probably it's... on Nico Nico. Don't but no, that's, I mean that's that's a really tough thing actually, and it's something that like um, I have since last year doing a little bit of stuff with some TV people. I had a bunch of people saying to me, "We want to do games on TV. We want to be." And the thing that the phrase I always get over and over again is, "We want it to be like Top Gear for games." Uh, and it's like, no "Yeah, cool. Have we got a budget of millions?" And they're like, <laughs> "No." It's like, "Well, we can't do it." Because <laughs> Top Gear has Top Gear now is just money, like yeah. basically. But uh, it's also the fact that like people, it's just so hard to try and work out a way of of, of presenting games and presenting gameplay and people playing games to a mainstream audience that watch TV. Yeah, it's all... And it's to the point where it's like, there's no point. What's the point? Why, why would you go so hard to try and do this for people who don't care about it when you can just do it for people who do on the platform where they already are? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it. It's trying to adapt a new thing into an old model. Yeah, really. it just, it's really hard. And it's like, what's the point? Well, one of the things people don't get about Let's Plays, um, I re- I'm sorry, I may have said this in the last podcast, sorry if I did, but I read a statistic about um, where teenagers get the games news from. And teenage boys get it from IGN, you know, Freaking Eurogamer, all that kind of. Well, not Eurogamer, that's Cherries. But, um, but, you know, the traditional game sites. Yeah. Girls get it from Tumblr, YouTube, and Twitter. Huh. They're not visiting any game sites. It's they're... as if the game sites are all targeted at men. Mm, it's as if they're being somehow made to feel unwelcome <laughs> by those it's game sites. That. But yeah, that's, I mean, because that's interesting to me. I guess that's I... one of the reasons why it kind of perpetuates the, the image that doesn't fit the stats. Yeah, there are loads of people who yeah. go, oh, girls don't play games. It's like, well, no, loads do. They just don't we read just, our websites. We just don't know where they are. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's really fascinating that because, I mean, it makes me feel like maybe we're failing teenage girls, like we're failing, which makes me feel bad because, you know, you want everyone to feel welcome on your website. Of course. Um, but, but the um, yeah, the interesting thing about that was uh, looking at why girls choose places like Tumblr and YouTube. And for Tumblr, it's because that's a very female-dominated space, and the conversation tends to be very welcoming and safe, safe space for women mm-hmm. to talk. And you know, most of the people on Tumblr are girls. And then on YouTube, I think that it's because some of these young teenage boys are just really cute. 
<laughs> like you look at yeah. PewDiePie and I'm like yeah to be honest if I was 15 I would think he was he's, adorable PewDiePie is he's a fitty yeah, I, I he's, mean he's, he definitely he's, is he's very I mean he, I feel like a paedophile looking at him now even though he's probably my age but still he's about 24 25 god I think. damn it I thought he was a teenager no 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 Yeesh, he's well, got okay. that My Chemical Romance thing but he has yeah, he's got like the sweep in it and it's like he's the kind of boy that teenage girls find really really cute and, yeah. un- and unthreatening as well yeah no a, a friend of a friend of mine would, uh, she's like yeah, she was I have no idea how old she was but she was really into One Direction then I saw her the next year and she was really into um, some Minecraft YouTuber uh, but it's but yeah so that's that one piece of evidence supports your yeah, theory completely so I choose to agree the thing that's interesting I find about, about Let's Play videos though and this is something I've talked to you about already I'm not sure if ever on a podcast or whatever we've definitely talked about it in pubs um, for example <laughs> perhaps whilst eating scotch eggs or something like that mm. but um, is the fact that like, obviously they, they really do reflect games scotch eggs yeah no 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 um, <laughs> let's play okay uh, I love scotch eggs though they're fantastic they're so good I'm yeah. not so keen on the meat or the breadcrumbs but they are basically um, yeah they really reflect games and the way games are made and the fact that let's play is like and they are and this was what I was going to say earlier like they are kind of generally very much aimed at, at children like and again it's like if you're, somebody, again, that's fine. if you're an adult who watches them and enjoys them and loves them that's fine that's not a problem just Generally, they are because kids have a lot of free time. On, on a general scale, kids are the people with the most time because yeah. they haven't got jobs, the fuckers, the <laughs> bills. I used I to get, do all yeah. sorts of things as a teenager. I ran a website. Oh, don't, let's not do this. Let's, no, no. Terrible. Let's not. We I worked as a cleaner when I was a teenager. <laughs> although I did work as a cleaner. No. <laughs> uh, but it's the fact that like they are like let's plays are often huge quantities like a video. Like I found myself feeling guilty when I uploaded like a two hour of XCOM. I was like, oh god, and everyone was like, yes, two hours of XCOM. I'm like, how could? How do you do this? Man, I'll tell you what, my life has been. Sorry, were you? But I was just. All I was going to say is the fact that, like, sometimes I think what I find interesting is sometimes a lot of games media people like kind of find the let's play thing really alien, and it makes a lot of games writers feel a bit like what the fuck old. is old, and also a bit like out of touch with what's going on. How are people sitting and watching eight hours of footage? Yeah. But it's like this thing about like let's plays being primarily aimed at kids is that it's a reflection of games. Games are primarily aimed <laughs> yeah, at children, yeah. and I love still. them. And because I'm a big kid, but it's the fact that like you know, games are still generally very large. They're big, and they take a long time to complete, or you can play them for a very long time. And it's that thing of being like, yeah. Well, like, I mean, when you look at completion stats, and it's like eight percent of people completed Skyrim. It's like wow. To be fair though, <laughs> I get Skyrim is. Good. I'm not going to say that word. Uh, but you know, Skyrim's not really a game where they're like, let's carry the player through this clean thread yeah, to the finish true, yeah. line. Skyrim is almost a Minecraft thing. You climb up a hill and you go, and you run down the hill. And I had the most off. fun doing the side things, although I found it a bit annoying how it was like after I was like after I'd achieved a couple of the major quests, I'd turn up in villages and people were like, who are you? And you're like, I'm the fucking Archmage, bitch. <laughs> well, who the fuck are you? Like, let Archmage me go and speak. Is, what yeah. was it? Winter? I want to say Winterfell, but obviously it wasn't that. It kind of annoyed me how like you're just like you, you're renowned just reset you'd be like I've just done some mental stuff I've been killing dragons I'm an archmage like I'm, I'm <laughs> I became an archmage in three hours because I just really went for those quests it's like I've done like so much stuff man my it? story of how I ended up not playing Skyrim is is to me at least heartbreaking in that I, I knew I wanted a house I was really excited to get a house and you know often quite early on you get I think you get a house given to you as soon as you you become the thane of whatever yeah but you know that's not the house I wanted. And I, but and eventually I found a town that I really liked, the pretty one, the dwarven one that's built into the side of a cliff. That's where I bought my house. Yeah, it's yeah. good real estate there. It's yeah. good real Market, estate. Market's and I was boy. like, save up my money, do the quest you need to do, buy a house. This was like 30, 40 hours into Skyrim, and I bought the house and I paid the dude, the interior decorator to decorate it. And I'm like, right, now I'm going to do what I did in Morrowind and put special items all around. Oh, no. 
And then because I'm playing it on a console, I remember I tried to put a sword in a display case and I turned and it just knocked everything off the shelf. And that doesn't reset. Like if you make a mess of your house, at least in the version I was playing, I think, I hope I'm not wrong, but I just made a mess of my house. They might have added that with the house thing that they yeah, made. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure the, they have. Save the state of your house. But at the time, with vanilla Skyrim, I sort of turned around, looked at my vanilla house, Skyrim. and it was a mess. That's a pun waiting to happen. And I just couldn't deal with it, and I turned off the game then. because I, um, I really pissed shame. off Bethesda PR at the time, because I kept, basically... And this isn't really, like... It's not my fault. Obviously, it's my fault. It's not my fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's definitely not the fault of Skyrim. Skyrim was a perfectly acceptable game. But at the time, I was just so in love with Dark Souls because it was the last thing I <laughs> played because they came out around the same time. Yeah. That I just like, I ended up just constantly kicking kicking Skyrim. Whenever I wrote anything about Skyrim on OXM or in the bag, I'd always be like, Skyrim's all right. Obviously, it's a bit crap compared to Dark Souls. Yeah, but did, did you ever see they the, got really annoyed. The ridiculous. Like, just comparing the games. Such different games. There was I know, there but was, Dark Souls so there was, cost such money to make. That, that became a bit of a meme um, on IGN when I was working there because someone on IGN wrote an article called 10 Reasons Why Dark Souls Will Eat Skyrim's face yeah i think it was a lot of people doing basically that. every paragraph just had winner dark souls written at the bottom that was a meme on ign comments for about two years just people would just randomly come into comments about any game and go winner dark souls that's the thing is i can totally appreciate their frustration yeah. because they're like they're really different games stop yeah, comparing yeah, them totally. but it was just like sorry I mean, uh, you were just in a hole. Bit, it's yeah. like you've just ruined you just ruined all games yeah, for about games. six months yeah i mean I, I, demon souls did that for me because i i played that um completely out of the blue one because I, I basically found it in a Japanese game shop and I didn't know what it was and I brought it home and it turned out to be fucking Demon Souls <laughs> so it did ruin games for me for ages because every time I bought a game that I didn't know I'd be like maybe it'll be like Demon Souls and it never was I tell you it what though, was. I, I keep thinking because I think I've been drawn back in time by all of the OXM chat but one of the weirdest things I used to have to do at OXM uh, I say I have to do it wasn't exactly like a massive chore and it was quite fun most of the time was we'd, uh, we'd play with the readers on, on Xbox Live so every month in the mag, we'd be like, oh, you know, we're going to play this game with you at this time. And it'd be the funny thing about, obviously, with magazines, you write them like weeks, month, you know, <laughs> what you've written a mag is written about a month and a bit before it actually yeah. happens. So it would suddenly be out of nowhere. You get a, a reminder being like, oh, yeah, you're playing this game with people tonight, like at this time. You're like, oh, shit, am I? Okay. I need to find a copy of the game. And often you go and you end up playing like new releases. And if I don't review them, it's like, I haven't played this before. Sure, I'm going to go and play some Crisis. Whatever. Like, and I wouldn't have a clue what I was doing. But some of the games were like um, already a bit dead on the server side. And it was that thing we were saying earlier about how like every game will have some people yeah. who've just played it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember playing a, the Dead Space 2 multiplayer. And it was just weird. Because it was like the guys I was playing with were like nice enough. But the servers were so... Because usually it was the thing of like, hmm. OXM was a big mag, had a big circulation. Yeah. You, you go online for these things. If it was like a Call of Duty night or a Battlefield night, you'd just be inundated with people saying, invite me, invite me, invite me. With this, it was just me and these two other guys. That's a bit weird. And it was like really quiet. And it, you got the impression <laughs> there weren't many more people on the servers. It was just, it felt like there were about eight people playing the multiplayer. Because this was a month after it came out as well. And it was bizarre. It was just me... And then there was two other guys. One guy didn't have voice chat, so it was just me just chatting to this one guy. Like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. I felt like I turned up at like a dogging like, evening or something. It was just like just me I and this guy doing this weird, here. dirty thing. Does anybody do this? Does anybody play the multiplayer <laughs> of, Ducks, of, uh, of Dead Space Two? I'm racking my brain trying to think of a time when I would have gone online and the service would have been like that because I must have played games like that, but I just can't remember. We used to a lot. Skies. Crimson Skies was the first Xbox Live enabled multiplayer game, if I remember correctly. Certainly among the first. And uh, I remember getting on the original Xbox, which was really shit. 
actually. Just just the interface was awful. Trying to get Xbox Live to work on it that. It was hilarious. Like my 56 Oh man, broadband. Xbox Live, which had that glowing green yeah. globule yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Classic. And trying to get that to work with 56K, wherever it was, internet. And uh, I remember getting two games of Crimson Skies going. <laughs> and obviously the people who could be bothered to make Xbox Live work at that time. You know, this was probably a year after Xbox Live had launched. And the people who could be bothered to get it to work were few and far between. So it was just basically six ace pilots <laughs> and me. <Yeah. laughs> like, they're spinning around upside down and like going sideways through mountains and shooting people like 400 yeah. meters away. And it's I'm just like, what really mastered the craft. But that's the last thing. It was like, the people I was playing, I was getting battered. The people who I was playing Dead Space 2 multiplayer with have really mastered it. It wasn't very good. It was like this really heartbreaking thing of I couldn't even be like, hey, this is a bit of a shit game, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> like, they really love it. Really oh, wow. doing it. But it's like, this is not very good. Man, I, how I, have you done this so I, long? I definitely remember the server I went on where it's just like, oh, you guys have been here for too long. Yeah. Which was Ace of Spades, if you guys remember that. Or I remember that? that game. It was, like a, yeah. it was like a Minecraft shooter. It was Minecraft. That, sorry, that was the part. It's made by uh, the guys who made RuneScape. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Or so, at least published by them. Did you, published, did you play it? No, it looked crap. No, it was really good and really interesting. Yeah, you well, dig can, underneath yes your enemy, no. I mean, but the thing that you might be missing is that the rifles are all like one-shot kills if you get torso or heads. And again, this was the case when I was playing. But uh, and it's just capture the flag. But then obviously it's the Minecraft engine. And you have a shovel and you have a rifle. I think you have a grenade and then you spawn. And so the first thing that happens is you dig trenches. You dig trenches on top of hills and you can look down. And the way that it changes the geography of the server is amazing. Because people realised that you can dig tunnels down, straight down, and then you dig in a horizontal line right under the enemy flag, and you dig up. And then people realise there's a problem with this, and this is all stuff that I found out logging under so the server. People like emerging from the ground. Yeah, yeah, people emerge from the ground like in Gears of War. Yeah. But then obviously that's really dark because people have actually done that, and I've been to the tunnels in Vietnam, and it's not cool. But this is a game that made it cool, and so when you, if you steal the flag, right, and you go down in your tunnel, you've got a clean tunnel run back home. Problem there is that two things. First off, they can, they can run down, shoot you up. So then you build sort of like sideways snakes into the tunnel so they can't see you, which is again clever. The other thing they can do is if they find your tunnel system, and again, this really did happen in World War One, they can either destroy it or they can follow it right back to your base. So what people did, and this is when I joined the server and went, what the hell has been happening? It's like the Dead Space thing where you walk in and there's like blood on the walls and weird <laughs> messages and you go, something dark has happened here. What would happen is underneath each flag would be a maze, like a proper adventure game style maze, because this is like Minecraft style graphics. Oh, and so, so you had to know the way. You have to know the way, but better than that, the dumb thing that my friends would teach me is, oh yeah, we, really, we build a really huge maze, but the exit is always, the first step in the maze, you knock down the first wall on your left, and that leads to the correct tunnel out. So you ideally lead enemy players into the maze looking for an exit, but the exit's not there because it's one spot which you've built a dirt wall in. So the correct way out of the maze is to go to that one spot, knock down the wall. That's and impossible. Put it back, that, and that, reminds, put it back. that reminds me of Castle Doctrine. Yeah, I mean, but what I, have, I really thought that game was shit. I, I had a real problem with it. But, he, sorry, he, no, it's fine. He didn't quite make it as a, I don't know. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't a, meant to be like a robust multiplayer game. It was partially an experiment. I guess so. But... Well, Castle Doctrine. So the problem with that game is that it's either not been thought through very well or it's actually evil, like a really horrible, horrible game. Because the thing that... So Castle Doctrine, for those who don't know, basically, it's a strange... Um, it's made by the guy who made Passage, uh, who's otherwise done some fine work. Right, which does immediately make me think, oh, this will be... This is meant to more be... Yeah, it's, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a message game, but my problem with it is that the message 
Either the message doesn't work or the message is genuinely evil. I think the message is just and, shit. Uh, I so think it's, <laughs> it's, it's a game where you're, 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 a home, you're, you're a dude and you have to protect your wife and children, basically. Yep. Um, so you have a certain amount of money and you build basically a maze in your house um, to hide your safe and your wife and children, right? And then your job is to basically entrap people with dogs and traps and stuff so that they die if they try and take your stuff. And then you're supposed to go to other people's house and get through their maze, basically, to get their stuff. Yeah. So you die all the time, and whenever you die, everything's reset. So that's that's frustrating just on a basic, like, it's not a very good game level. But the thing is, half your money is held by your wife. So the only way to get all the money is to kill people's wives for no reason. Yeah. And then I would continually come back home, and the safe would be robbed, the wife would be dead, and the kids would be dead too just for the hell of it. Yeah, and the, the kids have no function. They're just there, and it's yeah, like, and, and it's so kind of a system that just sort of. But the was thing is, right? So, so the thing is that so you're supposed. I'm presuming that the message is supposed to be, oh, you know, this is what could happen to your family, and this is the kind of anxiety that you feel as a person with a wife and children in a house. Hmm. You, you worry that this is going to happen. But the problem is that the game doesn't engender any sort of attachment to these no. three pixel people at all. They just they respawned every time you die. They respawned, and there's almost an inconvenience. They, but that's it. So so basically, they they turn these three people who are supposed to be people that you care about into kind of vehicles for monetary gain and it's just evil because all that ends up happening is that people come in and kill all of them for no good reason and it really made me think like this is just encouraging people to be fucking horrible I and just, if that's the yeah. point that's a shit point sorry that's just not a very good no I, I i'm more trying to spur discussion yeah but i just, I just, I just think that if, if that it wasn't it wasn't a good game <laughs> no no, no that sounds, not, i, I don't mean and i don't mean that in a way that uh, that's dismissive of of uh, of debate i just thought it was crap i just thought like i think it kind of was a sort of game for me that made me feel like he kind of lucked out with this his previous games having a cool message i kind of thought maybe like I just sort of thought this is very poorly put together, both as a game and as any form of message. It's just horrible. It's a horrible, sort of think, horrible, horrible yeah. thing. It doesn't. It has no redeeming qualities. I, I just thought, so it's not even like a good video game. Yeah, that's it. I I, I bought it. I played it. I oh wow! I, I didn't know it was a paid for thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I a game. It I thought it was like a cool free indie thing. Where no, it's, it's not. With a, no, no, it's not it an experiment. It's a, it's a product, and it's a fucking irritating product as well because basically it's like. Oh, the way it works is just like impossible. Yeah, like so wait, mess- message on. irrespective, it's just horrible so to play. Really what I find interesting then, at least, is that you guys are talking about it with such like, pa- like you both look really angry right it now. It made me really upset. But yeah, that that's the thing. So rather than like, I was. It's honestly, and I know the thing is like, I, I think I bought it as early access to check it out when I was doing uh, indie face at video gamer. And the thing is, like, I'm somebody I like to support the video games industry, and so I do my best. To and I mean these days it's mainly because I actually can't be asked with the constantly having to keep up with PRs and badger them and they'd be badgering me. I, so I just prefer just to buy stuff a lot of time. I just mm-hmm. think it's easier. Fuck it, and then I'm supporting the industry. It's all good. But that was generally speaking, I will buy games and even if I only play them for a few hours and then don't end up covering them or whatever, it's fine. I don't really have a problem with that. But that was one of the few games I ever bought where I was actually annoyed I'd given him money because yeah. I just thought this is a shit game. And if you're trying to have some sort of clever message with it, it it's work. a shit message. Yeah, it's just, that's exactly it. It's basically it just it just came across as being something that was like it was just really um, adolescent. It just felt like yeah, it, you know when you get somebody who writes a really clever essay when they're seventeen and they yeah. put the pen down and they go oh and they switch back the long hair and they think they've just they've just written the smartest thing in the world. It's just like nah, this is shit. That's the impression I got. From and it well. really annoyed me because I was like at the time I was like I don't. And yeah, it was like, I think when I made a video about it, or when I talked about it, it was kind of quite early. 
But actually, I think it was one of the few things I did for Indie Face, actually, where I ended up saying, I don't like this. I can't recommend it. Even though it wasn't... I was a bit lighter on it than I would have been because it was still, like, yeah, a beta. progress. But now it's out, and now I've seen the full game. I think it's a fucking shit game. I think what was... I mean, well, I, I reviewed that for IGN and basically just wrote a thousand words about why it was a horrible game. And a few people in the comments were like, oh, you've missed the point, you don't get it. I'm like, no, I do get it. I just think it's shit. <laughs> I get it, and I think it's not very well, this good. this is the thing, I guess, as a journalist, because it doesn't happen often in this industry, you're expected to respect just artistic yeah, you're intent you're, you're or merit. Expected to rep- but actually, just, as a critic, you're allowed to look at artistic intent and go... This is this does not succeed at what it tries to do. Yeah, yeah. precisely. How do we even get onto that? I, I haven't even talked about what I've been playing this week yet. How Go for it, Kesa. Podcast? Tell us what you've been playing. I started playing Hearthstone two days ago. Oh, I was fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why no, 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 just, no, no, no. I'm just, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. I, just, I, just, I haven't started before. I, mean, I try and make such a big deal about how positive we try to be in this. <laughs> I've just we just kicked something in the head for ten minutes. I apologize. <laughs> Carry okay. on. Sorry. And on that note, we will try and yeah. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm not going to be a dick about this because there is so much to like about it. And so much of it is so well made. Well, interestingly, because I've, I've played it for literally two evenings, mm-hmm. um, and it was because um, we do these events with these uh, people called IM Arcade in Brighton, um, who do fighting game tournaments, and they yeah. had a Hearthstone tournament at last night at the event that we did together. Oh, cool. I brought down Mario Tennis, they brought down a bunch of fighting games, and Project M. <laughs> it was a bit of a schism in the in the in the in the audience. The Mario Tennis scene were furious. They were. Yeah. <laughs> they can't stand the sight of Ultimate Marvel. <laughs> they were throwing yeah, bottles yeah. at the yeah, fighting yeah, games. Yeah, seriously, Ooh, rough crowd, man. The Nidhogg guys, guys were just in the corner conspiring against the Smash Brothers guys. It was bad. It wasn't like that. But anyway, so they had a Hearthstone tournament, and I thought, do you know what? Everyone keeps going on about it. I'm going to have a go at Hearthstone, and I when feel you like a Hearthstone tournament. So can you play locally with Hearthstone? I think so. You, you it was to you, a bring your own laptop deal. Okay, and then you add each other on friends lists, and then I presume, you play. Yeah, I presume. I don't know. I, I don't know. The yeah, I think so. But be. it was a bring your own laptop deal, so I thought I'd give it a go. And um, so I did the t- typical noob thing of getting through tutorials, thinking, "Oh, pretty good at this. It's pretty good at this." Oh yeah, like no, Blizzard are good at that though. You yeah. make you feel very powerful in these tutorials. Yeah, and then you go straight into playing other people, and it's like, why does everybody have these amazing cars? What even is that? I mm. want that. And I actually found it so far very dispiriting because everyone just has better cards than so, me. Well, here's I know th- it's because I've been playing it for two days, but still. So what I'm going to say, right, very quickly, uh, the Blitz version of this is that Hearthstone is a phenomenal user experience, right? Mm-hmm. Just from everything it's from so opening rewarding. the cards to playing the so card, putting a card down, it bursts and things explodes. The, the people who do that are just overwhelmingly talented. But here's the thing. Collectible card games in the 90s were, you know, a big deal. But the thing and the direction that collectible games are moving within the analog scene where I work uh, in the noughties is like Fantasy Flight is doing a lot of work with um, what they call their living card games or other people are copying that with expandable card games and what that is is rather than buying boosters you get expansions like set expansions like the way that DLC works and the idea is if you want to partake in the ecosystem of this card game then you're going to buy all the cards the way the cards are meant to work is there are no rares, there are no powerfuls, everything is just meant to expand the game laterally and strategically. So the problem with going back to Hearthstone, which does have essentially shinies, is it yeah. feels super regressive, and while they have done, shinies aren't technically, statistically that much better than the regular cards, they're just different, it still means that... You want the shiny. Yeah, and it <laughs> means you can't own everything, and it means that to build a good deck you want to blow, like... X numbers of like thirty pounds, twenty five pounds. They've got to make money, haven't they? They do, and but, and money is fine. But how much more fun? Like the game, the card games I play, and the reason that I roll my eyes with everyone. I think that's the thing. It's basically like I'm getting involved more strongly in the kind of board game and card game scene. You do realize it's trying to move. It's like 
a lot of games now have started to emulate board games and card games because they realise that a that they're just really fun. Mm. Um, and there are lots of ideas to steal, is the and there are lots of people, lots of gamers who are getting to our age who are like maybe don't have as much time to play games and they want stuff that you don't have to become like you know fucking Superman Jesus like stuff like Call of Duty. It's just like you know what I don't have the neurons for that anymore. I did. <laughs> I drank them away. My neurons are gone. I had them seven years ago, but they've all been replaced the with these fuckers. Watching the international and they're like and I the movie that Valve put out which I didn't really like by the way about the international I didn't uh, watch it I don't think it's worth watching necessarily but um, it did have a line of like basically esports players start degrading when they hit like 22 yeah yeah, of yeah. Do. and it's just like yeah. oh god I'm 27 I thought I was young <laughs> so, I'm probably yeah. in our world I mean this is always hilarious to my um, so my partner's 41 years old and so <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm 26 so this is hilarious to his friends always because people that you know my friends and people I work with are always going on about being old at like 28 <laughs> but <they laughs> I mean, but they, but they don't understand that in our world we are old. Like yeah. in the games world, we are genuinely. Old. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, it doesn't make but, me feel yeah. older quicker. But in in the real world, we're really young. But and so it's, it's always hilarious to, to in my, the my digital point. realm. Yeah. We are old. We are ancient beings. What were you saying? I am a triant in the computer. Uh, to say my true name would take three of human years. But you may call me Greyface. <laughs> Greyface at hot. Mail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's really <laughs> um, At Yahoo. Um, uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, games that we play, board games, stealing from board yeah, games. Well, I think it's the fact that, like, yeah, video games have started to borrow from board games and card games because they, video games have gone shit. Like, games have become so, like, trigger finger, fast paced. That uh, a lot of people who like games and like the game mechanics, we can just use these things and become. And I mean, I've said this before, but that's kind of what XCOM is. XCOM is kind of an interactive board game with aliens. It's fucking mint. But um, I think, yeah, if, if you get to that, either that point where you've never been that good at games or you get to that point where you think, I used to be good at games, but fuck me, I'll never be good at them again. Like, mm. Not like I was. It's almost depressing. It's like sending out a retired footballer and being like, go on, go and play go and play for like Real Madrid for a day. I mean, yeah. like, Hearthstone is so close to, to what, to just perfection. Like the idea of a card game you play with your friends, play online, the tournament mode, gold, like in-game currency, it's all so perfect, but the actual game itself... Like a friend Does of it mine. Just not go deep well, a friend of mine who plays Magic competitively is like Hearthstone is the first fifty percent of a card game and lacks all the latter expert game fifty percent. I think that's fine though. There's a lot of people who don't need the other fifty percent. That is okay, but and you know I'm. I'm already. I'm feeling intimidated just by looking at it as complex as it is, well, which, I know, which I understand is not as. Com- I mean, I used to play Magic when I was a teenager, and I used to play Pokemon TCG. Yes, regional champion and Pokemon TCG. Really, oh, really. I guess it's just that um, all the shiny. if you look at the card games which uh, I play as a connoisseur, it's like you can give, for example, in Netrunner or in Magic even, new players brilliant decks and it's much harder to even win with them. In the same way, like it's hard to yeah. win in poker, but with Hearthstone, there are some decks which are just powerful and it's a case of building those decks and getting money to build those decks and then nerfing those decks and tweaking those decks. And it's less about creativity it's less about at the table play and that's just disappointing so yeah i mean yeah i, I can i can definitely see that i mean as a person who's played about 30 games of it yeah I no could, so i, can, I didn't I mean already, you to come on i, like I, I can kind of already see that happen i mean one of the things that's interesting about hearthstone is i'm looking at it now i'm thinking is this worth 50 hours of my life because that's what i'm looking at yeah with this and i'm not sure it is i think the thing I'm is and i'm kind of on the same page with with quinn's and i think it's just because we are exposed 
like because it's it's a card game and we are exposed you to play card a lot games. an awful lot of a lot, card a lot games. more Quite and so it's not like it's it's not a bad game it's just one of those things where it just it just feels very regressive and it's the sort of thing where if it was released as a physical thing which mm-hmm. was probably going to happen at some point let's be honest well I was looking at the way it's designed and I had a big argument with a friend one of those drunken arguments where you get really angry for no reason <laughs> but he was saying alcohol I, incidentally yeah. not as good as eggs I, <laughs> really interesting fact um, with alcohol, up to about, depending on your tolerance, up to about three units sharpens you slightly. Yeah. So it sharpens your um, ability to make connections in your brain and it sharpens your social skills. More than three units, down by like 50 I think 70%. we were more than three units yeah. at this point. <laughs> then it just ruins your but he, yeah, ability he, to do anything. He was making the same point about how Blizzard have got to release Hearthstone as a physical product. And I was like, that is just shit. Because first of all, Blizzard have no background in making like physical games. Second yeah. of all, the market is so much smaller. And third of all, if you look at the way Hearthstone is designed, one of its strengths is that it uses the digital format like hit points on creatures. Do you know how much of a pain in the ass yeah. that would be? You have be? to have little gems. You have you? to have counters yeah. or you have to, yeah, or dice. Like, it's... And the, you're right, but deal I, three I, damage I, randomly to three. I random kind of seriously, exactly yeah. all of this stuff. I, you're, you're completely right, and that's the thing is, as a as a game, as a card game, it would be a pain in the dick. It wouldn't be much fun to play. But I do think that because Hearthstone is so big now, I think at some point, even if they re- they could do I, an adaptation. I think even if yeah, I don't think maybe. I don't think even them releasing it as a card game expecting it to like independently become you, you a really popular get all the nice it'd be a collectible thing I think you know? yes. oh yeah yeah and you'd be all like buying your favourite cards like how you buy your World of Warcraft character now yeah well, sure. it would basically be merch like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can totally see that happening. And but as a as a playable card game, I can see like without the pretty shininess and all the little sound effects and stuff, I can not actually see myself yeah. enjoying it. But I think it's just, as I say, it's just it's just regressive. It's like it's not bad. It's just like you look at it and kind of go, "Come on, guys, you it's 2014." It, you know what was weird about a Pokemon trading card game? I played it when I was about up to about 12. I have a Pokemon sob story that explains. Yeah, what oh, it. yeah, because you, you're going to you're going to the Pokemon International Championship. I'm going soon. to the Pokemon International have Championships in Washington. Have you got to be? The very best to get there. Or? You do have to be um, the best there ever was. Wow! Um, it is your. What world about test. press passes? <laughs> Does that get you in as well? It gets you in as well. Pokemon, have you got the correct form <laughs> to get into Washington? Pokemon, no, I'm, I'm I'm destroying that. Wait, so, what? No, I'm not, no, I didn't press delete. I was just marking something. It's fine. Don't In, incidentally, I'm not destroying it that way. I'm just, I'm just ending it. I'm not singing another verse. Okay, all right. Incidentally, one of the one of the fun things about having a partner who's a lot older than you is the look that they give you when you do something like sing the whole Pokemon feature, <laughs> and they're like, "I was like 30 when that came out." <laughs> yeah, anyway, but you should have still been able to appreciate that it's badass. It is badass. <laughs> I realised because I'm trying to again. I'm trying to get his kid Spencer, who's eight, into um into the Pokemon anime because it's on. It's on Netflix. So right, I it does s- encourage nice I things just, like being the best. There ever was. Man, Pikachu, by the way, in the Pokemon cartoons, and Ash's treatment of Pikachu, I always felt was kind of unhealthy because essentially you're keeping... The- I always saw but it He as- never came... He wouldn't go in the ball. That was the thing about Pikachu. Yeah. That just made me feel bad about all the Pokemon that were in the balls. Yeah, also, but the thing yeah. with me was Pikachu didn't want to evolve into Raichu. It's like... Yeah. And Ash is like, it's okay to stay a kid forever. And it's kind of not. No, but it is when you're 10. <laughs> uh, it is when you're 10. Don't ruin 
the dream. Well, also, if you watch, like, stop feeding that, stop feeding that Pikachu a line of shit, bro. <laughs> I was like, supposed to fuck him up. I, I put on that episode where, um, I can't remember why this happens, but they're all in a cave and they're all really wet and they're like shivering and it's awful and they just have little Charmander's little tail flame to keep them warm and little Charmander's there with his little tail flame and Ash and all his other ones are kind of warming their hands and they're all like, I love you guys. And I, I was like practically crying. Dispensive. I was like, this is, and he's, he's literally watching Minecraft videos no, on the tablet I, I feel like as he watched this. I was like, oh, come on. Pokemon is good. pretty slow now, even for a I guess, kid's yeah. show. It's I will just, say, it's actually, just, just, do you know what? It's of my childhood. Just uh, discovered this the other day. It's not related to games, although it does have fantastic stories. Like I rediscovered um, Jim Henson's The Storyteller, which oh. is That's on great. Netflix, apparently. Is, it's on Netflix. Oh, really? And it's all on YouTube as well. But if you've never heard of it, oh, I, love I, watched, I watched it the other day and it stands out beautifully. It's still really good. I forgot it was all narrated by so John good. Hurt. So it's so brilliant. Good. TV anyway. recommendations anyway. for this then. Storyteller and Game Center CX. Pokemon Championships. You have a sob story. So when I, when I was uh, nine and ten, I was... You're already crying. I am already crying. <laughs> when I was nine and nine, ten-ish, I was a proper Pokemon obsessive. Like I had... Um, basically, when you had Pokemon Stadium on the 64, you could transfer your Pokemon from the, the Game Boy versions and you could play um, an emulated version of the Pokemon games on your N64 at ten times speed. So that was like... Can I, no, I was actually putting my hand up to ask a question. <laughs> there was a high five there. There was a high five. Is it, so is the way that transferring Pokemon works, you need a successive series of Nintendo... Like if you wanted your Pokemon from the Game Boy on like the 3DS, do you need to like first transfer them to an N64 and then to a something else and then to a... It just do, doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like now, now basically all the Pokemon have been normalised to 3DS generation. So you can get, I, you can get all so the So how would you get like a Squirtle or... They they exist in the 3ds games. Yeah, no, I mean, oh. but you do have to for the for the original original the original ones. You do have to yeah. transfer like so, across. It's mad. So basically, the way that you <laughs> trained when you were an obsessive Pokemon kid at that time was that you you basically trained four or five Pokemon up. I was to... a cool Pokemon kid, thank you. Yeah, I was an obsessive. So... No, I, I had was spreadsheets as well. I'm just lying to myself. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Carry on. You'd train three or four of the same Pokemon up to level 100, and then look at their respective stat bonuses yep. and decide which was the best. So bear in mind that's how much work you had to do to get a team of six that was an A team. Right? You didn't you have to do to... that. You should have. Oh, it's all about the rare candy reset. No, 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 no. The rare candies were bad because they actually give you less of a stat boost than organic leveling. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. that's to do with the IV and EV. <laughs> wow. That's to do with the IV and EV. You, 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 you use 10 rare candies to see the base uh, like ability of the Pokemon, and then you reset the game. Just so oh, you, I see. You write them down. You, you level it up you by 10 levels. You write down. I had, I don't, had you bloody... st- don't you still lose the stat bonus from those first 10 levels, though? Isn't that important? No, 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 because I, I, I had a little black book, right? I was like, they I were mean, like... you guys realise that this makes you sound like the most creepy sort of yep. eugenics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I'll throw away this Pokemon because it's not <laughs> strong enough. Its skull is too small. I know. I don't know how I know so many things about it, but I do. But yeah, if you want to make the best Pokemon, and I only did this for like a couple, you... you <laughs> What's wrong with me? And this was when I was like 17, 18. You, you, you use 10 rare candies and that levels them up by 10 levels. I swear levels. this didn't use And then you work. write down... <laughs> no, because you've saved it. You saved your game. You save the game. Oh, you I use see what 10 you're rare doing. candies. You write down numbers. And this is after you've been to the breeder, right? I've bred 20 Magikarp. There, right? weren't, there weren't breeders in red and blue. That only came in in gold and silver. Yeah, no, this was me in gold and silver. Like, yeah, fair look, enough. Or like not in the original, original. But yeah, like... No, there were... No, they weren't. I want to hear Kaz's sob story. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Anyway, I was a Pokemon nerd, so I had um, I was I was uh, in the regionals in Scotland. I did really, really well, and in my age category, which was twelve and under, I kind of swept through to the finals. There were like two Slack. two rounds in the finals. I was doing super well, and uh, 
So I was all ready for the regional final. I really wanted to be a Pokemon master. That was literally my dream. <laughs> I was nine. And uh, and uh, so I thought, you know, because I wanted to go, because I think the finals were in Las Vegas or something. It just seemed impossible. Wow. If I, if I became That's... Scottish regional champion, I could do the nationals and I could go to Las Vegas. So this is my, like, I was obsessed with this happening. And so the night before the regionals, I loaded all my Pokemon up onto my red cartridge, ready no, to go. No, no, and no, I left no. it in the, in the Game Boy ready to go for the morning. And so I woke up in the morning and I got out and my brother was sitting there playing the Game Boy. And I was like, no. what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I just started Pokemon again. And I was like, you mean re, you mean you re, you restarted, you restarted Pokemon. And he was like, yeah, 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 just new save file. And I was like, but, but, but my, my, my hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of my A team and my B team and my C How team. How old was your brother? Uh, he was my age as well. He's my stepbrother. So he was nine oh. also. And, um, Although he could be a bastard, I'm still not quite sure. I don't think he did it deliberately. I've got a question. But, um, Are so... you sure Team Rocket weren't involved? <laughs> he was an M-boy. But my, my Pokemon were gone. And so I had this moment of just like utter devastation where I realised that yeah, not sorry, only I'm my just, 18- I'm not saying anything. I'm, making, I'm just shattered. It was awful. <laughs> I'm not even being facetious here. I, I, it was, I'm genuinely You can imagine how bad upset. that was. It was like... I mean, this was a thing that, that, that children these days don't appreciate, right? Now how much it's work like, it took. Now it's like, hey, which profile are you on? Okay. Exactly. Well, welcome, Matt. You've got four save files, all for you. Here's your... Whereas some yeah, games back in the day... One save file. One save file on one cartridge. So my, my teams were gone. And I had, I put not only had I put my A team, I put my A team, my B team, my C team in case I needed to change up tactics. So wow. all of my yeah, everything. All we of best my man dead. eighteen best Pokemon were gone. So many good Pokemon died that day. I only had my D team left. They were only so doing their job. I oh, you didn't still compete with the D team. I competed with the D team, and I went out in the first round. And oh. I didn't play Pokemon again for ten years. So wow. sorry. <laughs> I can't hug you because there's a microphone in the way, but I feel like I need to. It was awful. That's. The next Pokemon game game I played was black and white, like 10, 13, 13 years later, maybe? That's brutal. That is wow. genuinely... It's, yeah, it's terrible. So um, I'm going to the Pokemon Championships on my birthday this year, and at the back of my mind, there's going to be, <laughs> I could have been me. It could have been me. I remember... I just uh, couldn't bring... I never played it again. I couldn't bring myself to Steve, do Steve, another of the, the, the Dark Souls <laughs> collective, increasingly, uh, he, he went to the, the UK Championships for, Kutaku, for, indeed, for you yeah. guys. And, uh, I remember, because obviously I, I chat to him on the... On like G chat a lot. I remember him turning up in the morning and just being like, "I'm just in a like I'm just I'm in a room just full of upset children." Yes. <laughs> it was just like I think in the end he actually like found it like he kind of enjoyed it and found a lot like, about it that was quite quite yeah. nice. But I think at first it was just like this is just a room of sadness. <laughs> I, I, I found that when I because I, I kept on with the trading card game like I kept, I kept on with that. And yeah, because uh, your brother, stepbrother didn't burn your no, car. Of course, bastard. It's actually funny because I wrote, I wrote this story in... Um, so Steve wrote a story about the, the national championships and in the comments I wrote this story that I just told. And my brother sent me a Facebook message just saying, I'm so sorry. Wow. You're never going to forgive me, are you? In the comments? Yeah, Oh, yeah. that's cute. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, so um, when Steve went, uh, it reminded me of when I was about 17 I hadn't played any Pokemon in all this time and, <laughs> almost like I like the idea it's like you go I can't go <laughs> like, why Keza I just I can't Keza you're the editor of a website you need to go I can't alright god damn it you don't understand you can't do it you don't understand um yeah, so when, when Steve went, it reminded me of when uh, in the, the trading card game, um, like meets I used to go to, and the only people who play Pokemon trading card game were little children, kids who were about 17, 18, who were there for the first time, 
Right. And 30-something-year-old bearded men. (laughs) Wow. Those were the three demographics. And so the three age categories were basically the teens, the little tiny children, and the the bearded men. And the funny thing was, the kids minded much less. The kids minded... They'd lost. They'd be like, whatever, they go run around. The bearded men would lose, and there'd be like an argument for half an hour. (laughs) And there'd be like an arbiter. Like, the further up the age groups you got, the more hardcore the arguments became, and the more, like, the the judges were needed. But there was... uh... Steve told a story of just this... Little dude just kind of lip wobbling because he'd actually been kind of cheated out of... He'd been cheated out of the win. The, the, he basically let yeah. the timer run down. Yeah, know? it's, it's if, a really if, good article, actually. What, what should people search for to find it? If you find uh, My Big Day Out at the Pokemon National Championships. Yeah, it's a really good article. It's worth reading. It's good fun. Um, yeah, so, yeah, one kid basically got cheated out of it, and but it was still technically within the rules of the game, and I thought I would have cried. <laughs> like, yeah. don't care how old I was, I would have cried I if I cried. Like, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't obviously didn't get into games when I was young, but I remember, like, being at a fencing tournament and getting knocked out, and I was so upset. Because I really... Because yeah. I, I wasn't very good at fencing, um, but uh, I, I kind of thought... It was this weird thing how it was like, yeah, it was like, our oh, school. I really lucked out. It was like they had, like, ten people could do it, and it was proper, like, names in a hat. It was like I just lucked out and got in. But they always tell you when you're really little that you're though. amazing at everything, and then you actually yeah. turn up in any kind of competitive environment and find out that you're not the specialist snowflake. It's well, actually quite traumatic. It was, it was at the age when like it was a, a it was a split gender competition. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know everyone. No, it wasn't split. Sorry, it was, it was sort of both mixed. genders mixed. Uh, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> and I remember this, this girl who was, it was like an American movie. There was this girl called Rhea, but everyone called her Rhino because it was like she just fucking she was amazing. She just <laughs> she just charged at you and she just won and she was just so. And we saw her events and we're like, we must have been about like I don't know twelve. <laughs> but we were like, oh my god! Like, and I got it's knocked, Rhino. It was like she's they so say good. she doesn't eat. Yeah, and then I, I don't think I got knocked out of the tournament by her, but I got knocked out of a, by another girl. I think it was a girl who's in my class. She was really good as well. But it Note was that thing. Of girls good at fencing. Yeah, they, they were good. They were really good. Because um, it's all. It's all. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that because it sounds like I'm making some sort of weird judgment. But um, anyway. Um, yeah, like well, little girls are better than little boys at everything. Well, I think like measurably, the thing just, about... like, little boys are practically retarded. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's hard the to other, argue. The other with day that. in the playground, I was watching a bunch of kids, and there were eight-year-old girls who were in the corner. They'd, evolved, they'd, they'd invented some kind of really elaborate game with like rules. Two of them were in a tree. Three of them were at the other ends of the playground. They, they were all discussing how this was going to go down. And on the other side of the playground, there were four boys taking turns running into a wall. <laughs> 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 and also I think the thing is that the, the, the weird thing about fencing is like all the boys who did fencing wanted to do it because they wanted to be sword fighters and so <laughs> the women just took the sport seriously well, I, I, it's like if you go into wanting to fence wanting to sword fight you're going to be really shit at it because the weird thing about fencing is you don't really use your arm like it's all in your 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 thumb and your forefinger and the bit of wrist but it's mostly just it's just that it's basically like you, you don't can, have to sack someone's head off do you, you just yeah because it's the basically chest. all about the point of the fact that because the blades are very thin and very light you can deflect somebody's attack very easily with a very minimal movement and so it's all about having like a very very specific control it's all about staying it's very like Game calm. of Thrones water dancing yeah it is it is a bit there is a YouTube um, video that I will put on after this finishes where three Japanese Olympic fencers take on 50 amateur fencers oh, yeah. why? and that is the greatest it's that sounds greatest. amazing there is actually another one where um, three Japanese no two Japanese uh, uh, the national football team um, take on 100 kids Oh, and that's beautiful. That I just imagine wondrous. them punching people now. Um, oh, <laughs> that, just, boom, just three footballers battering. Like, <laughs> versus not not a football. They just took them on. Taking on, yeah. Like come on, <laughs> come on, you fucking stupid kids! I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And that's that's wrong. Don't do that. 
So anyway, now it's time for some questions. And in case you haven't worked out already, it's probably going to be a longer podcast than usual. But fill your boots. You might not get one sometimes. Ever again, maybe. If no, you'll, awful you'll probably get some. You'll probably get some from another place because uh, me, me and both me and Quinn's actually off to America quite soon for... Shut up, sit down stuff. Yeah, we're going to Gen Con, so, home of Gens. So we'll probably end up doing a another, yeah, another another podcast with us guys purely on the basis of we will be the only people within my vicinity. <laughs> um, are you going by any chance on the 16th and 17th of August when the Pokemon Championships are also in America? Because uh, we could totally meet up which in would, America. You want to fly from Washington <laughs> yeah. to Indiana? I'm sure it's not that far. Yeah, it's a small yeah, place. We can get fine. a bus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome to come and find us. I'll leave it at that. Um, okay, so first up, Rich Woodward. This is a, an interesting one. Because I know that we're split on this a bit, but please argue about which Fallout, New Vegas or 3, is better for a bit, thanks. New Vegas? Um, Neither of them. Shut up. The thing is, yeah, like I know that Quinns just doesn't like the, the new Fallout games. And I'm kind of like, the thing was, I didn't want to like them because I'm such a devout fan of Fallout 2 that I... I really didn't see how they were ever going to bring back the spirit of that game. And to be I honest, think New Vegas did. They didn't. Well, Fallout New Vegas, didn't. New Vegas did, and that's why I like New Vegas. Yeah. Because Fallout Three, I liked as something very different. But New Vegas, and more importantly, the expansions, Old World Blues. I always say this: mm. Old World Blues is fucking amazing. Um, really did bring it. I back. think I would go as far as to say I didn't particularly like Fallout Three. I thought it was okay. Vegas, though, I got obsessed with it. I played it a lot. I played it for 40 hours and I just didn't particularly enjoy myself. That's the thing is, it's like that we still played. Yeah. It's the weird thing about well, video games. Back at, I was a student, so I had time to play it for 40 hours and yeah, not particularly I like it. Was, but I yeah. wanted to like it so much because I remember when um, when it was announced, I was I was, I was was there when it was announced and I was like, oh my God, Fallout's going back! And my voice yeah. did that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah my voice did that. Yeah, and so I wanted to love it so much because it was Bethesda as well and I loved Oblivion. So I thought, oh. But I didn't know then that you get one Bethesda game. You get one that you love and then everyone after that is a pale imitation of the no, one no I liked Morrowind and I liked Skyrim I think Morrowind's better but I still really like Skyrim oh that's cool maybe it alternates you didn't <laughs> like Oblivion uh, no oh interesting Oblivion was full of weird horse faced people I and liked I liked Oblivion like loads it. but that's because it was my first Bethesda game and I'd never played anything like it before I had a great experience playing uh, Oblivion at my mate uh, Pete Wilson's at uni he just got an Xbox 360 and it was quite new and I remember playing and I was just running down a hill throwing fireballs at wolves and it was just so beautiful <laughs> both, both visually and as a moment but the fallouts fallout new vegas i think new vegas itself is the most fallout thing that's ever appeared in any of the games so far i think no. new vegas Wait, what? Is, i think Hang new on. vegas is emblematic of fallout as a concept as a thing do you mean you don't you're not saying that fallout new vegas is more fallout than fallout the fallout actual 2? town of new vegas the actual that bit no, that for me is no. Fallout in a nutshell that town <laughs> the, the broken down casinos that are still being clung onto as some kind of emblem of success alright well I've tugged myself I've tugged myself into Infinity over Fallout in the past so I, I, I'm very much interested like tell, tell me why you don't like um, uh, were you a fan of the first two? Uh, was, so, so what the first two Fallout games? yeah yeah I adored them um, I, people think I don't like New Vegas because of my legendary RPS review uh, where I slagged it off um, but I also don't like Fallout 3 I think Fallout 3 and New Vegas both it's not I think, it's I feel. It's subjective, right? Those games both felt incredibly cheap to me. What? I didn't like the art direction, I didn't like the writing, I didn't like the combat. You didn't like the racing from I Black Isle? I didn't Oil. like the characters, yeah. The Obsidian, the Obsidian I hated writing. the writing in New Vegas. Oh, that's... I really, really did. And like, honestly, it's... And that's entirely subjective. I, it all felt very obvious to me. It felt clunky. Like, even the voice acting, I can't stand... Like, 
all of the Bethesda games voice acting I really dislike. And the thing is, I think the, the, the thing I found about New Vegas was I didn't really enjoy it for a long time. I didn't enjoy it for about six, seven hours. I thought the start was really horribly artificially trying to push me through a chain of events so I would be like equipped to them. I mean, yeah, okay, the start look, is really right. linear, but then it opens up and I still didn't. Here's, it here's wasn't a, the main story I liked. I liked the side, I liked the, the side bits. Yeah, but the Fallout for me has always been about that. Like it wasn't, you didn't play Fallout 1 or 2 because you wanted to get the water chip. You played it because nah. of all the other stuff. And so here's the thing, Fallout 3, right? The first thing it does is put you in a town and so Fallout is... Fantastic. The original two uh, grey choices. It's a world where nothing is good and there are no right. I mean, options. that's for me what defined it. And then the yeah, thing I. But then three, the first thing it does is go, here's a town. Do you want a new kit or do you want a not new kit? Well, for me, the thing's, like, that's oh, a that, very difficult that, decision. Yeah, that, that's not a fallout choice for no, me. It's not. Nuke it or don't. It's like, that's stupid. It was basically him showing off, being like, you can nuke a town. Yeah, that kind of ruined. I mean, that set the tone for Fallout 3 for me. The rest of the game very much followed that kind of. And it, it didn't preserve Still, the well, no, it was a good. It was, it was very much the end of the magazine era, being like, you know, people can have a box out. You can make choices in this game. You can choose <laughs> to nuke a town. Yeah. And I guarantee most magazine articles previewing that would have. Yeah, but that that was, that, I, I thought that was shit compared to the original Fallouts where it was like, do yeah, you no, want to kill I, this child agree, or kill yeah. its mother, basically? But the um, the the thing about New Vegas is I just thought that it had the spirit of it, right? You know, and it was chunky as all hell, but I really did I think the spirit it was close. It. But honestly, it wasn't, I, it wasn't the same. Like, it's not as good as the And it really annoys me. This is one of the annoying things about DLC things is it's just like, I really wish that, like, you could just get people to play uh, New Vegas Old World Blues as a standalone thing. Can you? I don't think you can, no. I think you, it's Shame. one of those things where you probably have to be a certain level to get the most out of it. And it was just brilliant. It was just so good. Like, the writing was really strong. The voice acting was brilliant. The, one of the main characters in it was an insane computer uh, who used to be a human who put his brain into a jar along with loads of other people. They all basically, the idea is they were scientists who decided the only way to preserve themselves was to put their brains into jars and basically have screens for their faces. But they've clearly not been human for so long that they've all kind of forgotten what it was like being human and so when they turn up this guy's berating you and, and terrified of you it's like what do you want penis hand creature like they got you've got fucking it's got 10 penises wobbling around in front of me like because they think your fingers are just like knobs and it's really silly and weird but it kind of holds together this idea that they've just like they've forgotten what they haven't seen a human for so long they've just forgotten what they are that's good but they got the one who's saying these lines is the guy who used to voice brain from pinky in the brain <laughs> So it's just perfect. And it's just like all wow. the characters you meet in it, the voice acting's amazing. You have this brilliant, like, sinister toaster. And I've probably told Santa loads, but he's a toaster who wants to burn the world. And it's quite a simple joke. But it's basically the fact <laughs> it's that. It's a good joke, though. It's the it? fact that he's obsessed with wanting to burn the joke. And he's just like, all you need to do is plug me into a nuclear reactor. And you're just like, no, no, mate. Like, there, isn't, there aren't really any of them about anymore. But he's just like, he's obsessed with, like, He's just plugged into a wall and he's a talking toaster, but all he wants to do is burn the world. And clearly... That's a good joke. All he can do is, is burn things, but he just doesn't have the energy and he's just desperate for it. Oh. But it's, it's that whole fallout, faded glamour, like everything shit, but what we cling to is the shittest Well, that was never thing. about faded glamour. It was never about it glamour. Was, no, no, it totally wasn't. The whole thing was like, look at what America is now. This is what America is. All that stuff, all that 50s like glamour stuff became... That it was, it was the, it was a destruction of that idea that that was that defined Fallout. Like if you look at all the, all the, you know, I love going into houses in Fallout's and just seeing all the kind of old stuff. For me, they were all, all the about... kind of beautiful clothes in the wardrobes and stuff, but it's all just fucked now and it's all pointless. That's why I like New Vegas so much as a place because it was like emblematic of old America, Vegas, and it was just like look what it is now, and people are still 
people still think for me that's... growing up like in my early teens though Fallout 2 was my favourite game for so many years I think up until the, the day I discovered playing Skate Torment even though I still haven't played me, that you know it took me weeks to get into it though to be honest first few, first few hours of playing Planescape I was actually like oh, I wish I hadn't bought this this is crap I had that installed on my computer for um, about six years and never it's, it. it's a lot of work but it's great but Fallout for me was all about the, the dark humour mm. I liked other aspects of it but really the plot, I mean, especially in Fallout 2, the plot was kind of shonky and had some kind of crazy shit going on. See, now Fallout 2 has my favourite plot element in all of the Fallout games, which is um, the vault that worked. It's I forget which vault it is, but you oh, go to yeah. one of the vaults and um, and it functions. Like, it's got a town around it and it's got a farm. And it's everything that your vault... Oh, Vault City. Made. Vault City, yeah. And you yeah. go and then it's... There's no joke. It's just a tyrannical place because they've built I think because they're the only people who had resources yeah, and they're, they're yeah. assholes because they're like oh we're fine let's build walls and make sure that the people outside yeah which in. led to a kind of like secondary slave class but like it, for me this is the thing Fallout have jokes but yeah this is the thing that I that probably you can maybe understand what pushed me away from New Vegas Fallout 2 for me was about that and it was about sleeping with a girl and then her dad coming in with a shotgun and saying yeah, you have yeah, to get married get now. Married, no, but yeah. that wasn't like there weren't any jokes in that. Like it's no. funny for it to happen but it was just really dark and like you there was kill... that kind of thing happening in Vegas. Not as much though. Yeah, then, not as much. Yeah not as much. I do have my one funny New Vegas story uh, is that uh, when I was reviewing it I had like whatever Supreme 90 pound Super Collector's Vault Edition and uh, you meant to start with all this gear and I didn't but then I was hiking through the desert and I was playing at the midnight when the servers turned on middle of nowhere and suddenly this thing comes up saying you're encumbered like what and I've got 800 pounds of bullshit in my backpack <laughs> and I'm in the middle of the desert so it's like I can't what am I going to leave I'm never going to find it again and uh, yeah having to drop like a plasma rifle and power armor and all oh this stuff God, that's on amazing. the spot and then go well bye <laughs> and walk <laughs> oh, off oh that's beautiful uh, but I think yeah the, the, you just reminded me of Vault City was like I think Vault City for me playing Fallout 2 was like really um, changed the way I thought about games in a way because I remember the thing is you you were like well I'm the hero okay everywhere you go it's like sometimes you have a hard time at first people are like who the hell are you and you're like oh, I'm this guy pew, pew, and everyone's like hey you're a good guy like it's like so far like there's some sort of karma even if the people mm. you're working for are bad people you do a good job you prove that you're a good person you prove that you're trustworthy people will look after you people will respect you then you get to Vault City and you go in and they only let you in temporarily because you're from outside yeah you get like a sort of visa basically and you want to go and see check their vault records just to see if they've got something oh, in yeah, they, you they're can, like you're not going anywhere near our vault <laughs> yeah. and you're like well, why not I just want to check something I just want to check database and they're like no and then you're like well is there any way I could do it and they're like oh yeah actually there's a, a a power reactor next to us but it's like loads of ghouls live there oh he's going to kill all the ghouls yeah. no they didn't That's say that like, that was the it? thing they said uh, oh no what was it they wanted you some of the ghouls were going crazy and you, it was a kind of it was a few layers deep you could investigate and you could do something quite difficult to try and fix their reactor so the ghouls wouldn't go mad no no, no because bit, they weren't happy with it and I remember that was what was so fucking you, you, mental you got to the like at this point you may not have met any ghouls and you get there and you find out the ghouls are people that also have yeah that also mm. have like a society and, and they talk to you and they've got characters yeah and, and then you're like oh shit because you think of them you think they're going to be zombies but they're not they're people that's one of the that, that was one of the coolest. Yeah, yeah. All but then it's it the fact great. I'm pretty sure she just tells you like they want they want control of the the nuclear power, so they want you to get rid of the ghouls. And you oh that was it. They wanted the power plant. Yeah, they want the power plant, so you need to get rid of the ghouls. And they basically want them gone. And I remember how amazing that game was, and the fact that there was a way that yes, you could repair the power plant and make it so the ghouls had like clean energy, and that the people from Vault City could have clean energy mm. as well. And the, the the woman in charge of uh, Vault City was just like, 
the look she gave you. She was furious. She was, and she was furious because she told you to go and kill these things. And the fact that you hadn't done it, even though you come back being like, hey, I found a solution that works for everyone. Yeah, she yeah. was like, get out. Yeah. And that was it. And, and that's it was the thing, like, it didn't actually give you the thing you No, it didn't. Wanted. No, you didn't get the thing you wanted. You didn't get the thing. So you'd done what you felt like was the video game thing of like, hey, cool, like it's please both parties. But because you hadn't done what you'd been told to do, she just said, get out. Fallout was like that. Oh, <laughs> it was like, there were so yeah. many situations what? where you'd be sent to do something or you'd do something and you'd expect one outcome and it would give you a completely different Just outcome. having characters who oh. are, are genuine dicks. Like having, having, yeah, everyone's, having had that, everyone's had that boss where like you, you've like, hey, I've done, I've done the job you told me to and actually I've done it slightly better. Like, so it'll be better for all of us in the future. And they're like, why have you done that? You're like, yeah, why didn't you do it in the exact way? And I you're like, well, because actually from now on it's going to be better for everyone. It'll be better for you, it'll be better for me. It gets in the way. And they're just like, they treat it as being that you've undermined their authority well Fallout 1 on that has and having characters like that is like it's awesome incidentally Wasteland 2 how excited are we all about that because it should be great that is the next Fallout it's yeah and as, Fallout. as I talked about in, I think I talked about uh, Divinity last time and the fact that it's like it's really tickled me back and being like yeah I love these games I love these games I can't wait I know that we're going to get some really probably really good ones quite soon it's oh, like Wasteland's gonna be no so way much. it's going to be amazing um, but yeah we've just yeah I think I think I do agree with you that I think they. they I, I kind of enjoyed Fallout Three as something else. I think because I'd never got into a Bethesda game before. Mm. I think that was the one I got really into. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, like again, the ultra bleak <clears throat> ending of Fallout One again kind of defines things for me, which I won't spoil in case people play. But the ending of Fallout One is like, but probably among it's certainly my top five games endings ever. Yeah, uh, and that. Yeah, which again, I can't say anything without spoiling, but if you haven't played Fallout 1 or 2 and can stomach it. Buy it over, um, buy Fallout 1 and 2 from good old games. They're really cheap and they're just as good now as they were. I, pl- I played them in 2007 and they were just yeah. as good as they were. Fallout, Fallout 2, 2 is like, it's quite hard work in a way because of the interface now is just so yeah. archaic. It takes some getting used to. But I mean, it is, I mean, the whole Vault, the Vault City thing is pretty amazing. I remember in, I played through that a lot. I played that probably four or five times. And I remember in one of my playthroughs, I just murdered everyone in Vault City. Because I hated them so much. Yeah, by that point. I hated them. And I, even though I knew there were good people in that city, people I liked, I didn't care. I remember the Fallout. I was just like, you people don't deserve to be alive anymore. I remember the Fallout <laughs> 1 rolling up to Junk Town or whatever that first town was called. Shady Sands or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. And I remember um, just shooting someone and then everybody in the town turned against me. Yeah, and I was like, oh, funny shit. that. <laughs> and then I went out and went in again and they were still angry. And I was like, oh, this is, this is how this is going to go. It's like, the, the, it makes me, this is why Walking Dead makes me laugh of like, they will remember that Fallout. Yeah. Oh, they remembered your face. So Beth- Bethesda doesn't do that. That's one thing Bethesda doesn't do. Like if you leave a town and come back, everyone's like, I mean, "Oh, Bethesda- hey, how you doing?" They don't remember. Bethesda it. doesn't do an awful lot, and they do something do exceptionally well. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just still thinking about. Just, you're just, you're just on a. Exciting... I'm just still thinking about Fallout. I'm still thinking about Fallout. Tell you what, as far as endings go, the the question you mentioned earlier about um, what was it, something to do with game endings? Yes. Week? Uh, William Norman asks, "Do does the end of a game matter, or is the is it the journey there?" See, now I only bring this up because I tell you what, Brothers, which I finished recently, is a game where the ending justifies the entire yeah, game. Really I good. still haven't played that. It's honestly, honestly Brendan, it's not, it's not worth ruining. But it's, no, no, it's I don't really want to hear about good. it. Yeah. I cried. I cried. It's so much crying. Oh. <laughs> I cry at everything. So uh, you I will cry, cry so much at Brothers. Honestly, and I played it with um, one half of a controller. 
um, me and my partner. So you have one stick each, one half of the control oh, each. Yeah. That's very nice. That's funny. He didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was wow. just weeping, weeping alone. Oh, what I was going to say is one of the things I've noticed about Divinity that's just straight up dumb is the fact that if you piss off guards in the town, it's not like in old games where like everyone in the town wants to kill you. It's just the guards in that area. Um, like but you can't like apologize <laughs> or you can't just be like I'll go to jail like sometimes you get a thing dialogue where it's like you just sort of go yep I'll go to jail sometimes like you just do something bad like I was trying to smash in a door and I got caught and I just ran away and thought oh that's fine no they still want to kill me you just have to kill them all <laughs> and it's really dark you're just like yeah I'm just gonna kill these people and I had a quest that went wrong that I needed to like I needed that quest to be complete to get another quest and so I basically just like I was like well, the game isn't giving me anything to do this. I'm just going to murder this person and then everyone else in the area and then just move on along my merry way. And it's just like, it's kind of it's kind of funny old game stuff. Where I you're would just love like, to know Why what, are you making me do this? What age it is that people stop doing the thing of just killing everybody? And like, I never did that. I was not allowed violent games as a child. I think this is why. Hmm. I never kill things unless I absolutely have to in games. I ended up. You have to. I did that a lot in Fallout 2, but mainly because I wanted to know what items people had. <laughs> just level up steel yeah, yeah but sometimes it's just easier just to shoot somebody in the and face and of course steel lets you do the classic fallout thing of putting dynamite in their pocket mm. yeah that was really funny I still think my example of what like when I when I've tried to explain to people and this is no longer true which is kind of exciting it used to be for a long period it was like games aren't as interesting as they used to be because uh, graphical fidelity has made them kind of dull and made them like you have to show everything now you have to have a cutscene for everything so it just means the actual design just gets scaled right back. But I remember in Fallout 2, you just being able to like, like you could pick the lock of a building and lock them in. So you could lock all these people in a building so they couldn't get out and then just stand back, throw some grenades through the window and then just stand back with a sniper rifle and just shoot them all while they just can't get out of the building. You are not a nice person in Fallout. No, but I was very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the Fallout way. <laughs> the, thing, the thing about Fallout was you had to be so ruthless because that early journey across the Mojave Desert, well, not, it might not even been the Mojave at that point, I think it was. Um, the early journey you had to make from, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the, the shitty town full of drug dealers. No, no, that was the first Fallout. I'm talking about Fallout 2. Oh, it was like the slums or something and it had to go from there to Vault City oh yeah that was a long journey and that it was a long journey saves. and like most of the time you get killed like most of the time I had to restart the whole game because I would just get killed during that because you, you weren't tough enough and well it was so enough. scary to cross that it, it was, was so really frightening yeah. that's whenever you saw what were they called Deathclaw you just yeah. like oh run, run off the screen run, run off the screen run <laughs> yeah. fuck hope it doesn't oh, get man. you it was just oh, brutal um, but I, I just love the fact that it, it kind of forced I'm you I'm trying to take one with a pistol the first time I saw it I was like fuck you bad Achoo. idea yeah yeah like pinged off its skin I'm like oh <laughs> yeah time to run um, but I just love the fact that it was that thing of being like you ended up because I had to restart the game so many times because I failed you ended up just being so ruthless you ended up just being like you would just fuck people over as much as you could aim for the eyes to get the most money always oh aim God, for the eyes because if you didn't go across and it was that nice thing of being like you've got a long way through the desert and it's like if you try and do that without some armour and a good gun and potentially a couple of like people who are quite strong who are maybe you know it doesn't matter Dubious. if they die yeah. um, you're going to die and it was like yeah, that's kind of cool um, anyway, we're yeah, about endings endings, endings. <laughs> Oh, some games are defined by their endings but so what, was the, what was the exact wording of the question uh, the exact wording of the question was does the end of a game matter or is it the journey there well that's a silly question because it depends on the design of the well, game well what I will say is I've just talked about Fallout 2 for 
ages and I've never actually completed that game. Haven't you? Interesting. I think it was bugged on my computer and there was a door I needed to open at the end of the game and I couldn't, it wasn't there. I think most, many of my favourite games I haven't finished actually, I would say. Not the short ones, but the, the longer ones. I never finished Oblivion. But I only think, because yeah. uh, I did I did get bugged in Oblivion, actually. I got bugged in New Vegas and couldn't start again. Ties back into what I was saying earlier about the length of games being kind of fabricated for, for kids. And they used to just be, they used to be harder games. They used to be short, but hard games. That was because we couldn't put that much of a game on a disc or mm. within the code. But now we can. So they go, well, we don't need to make it that hard. We just make it really big. Yeah. And it does feel like it's very hard to... to carve an interesting narrative arc because really what we're talking about here is story like you know like yeah i didn't finish dark souls for years because the experience in reviewing it ruined it forever for me yeah but the um games like gone home or brothers other shorter ones do tend to be i mean if you played gone home and didn't see the end then you wouldn't get most of it i kind of feel like if you're going to have a game which is a narrative payoff like at the end really? where it's like it's got to be quite short I have a really strange habit with video games in general where I will get about, I would say, four-fifths through the game and then just leave it. Like, I'll be two hours yeah, at the end and then I'll just leave it same. forever. Uh, I did this with Far Cry 3. I did it with all the Mass Effect games. <laughs> oh, then I you missed with... the narrative payoff of Far Cry 3. Uh, I watched it on YouTube later. Oh, okay. so like, I'm not, I mean, we won't spoil nonsense. it in case you want to play yeah. it, but it's fucking nuts. Yeah. I, I, I got bored of that game after I'd, like, uh, killed all the animals. <laughs> I actually finished that game by hand, classic old school style. That was fine. I, I honestly like. I, I, Far Cry I was on 3, the last mission of that, and I was just like, I don't, I, it's like I don't want games to end, so I just stopped playing them. I know it makes me sound evil, but I loved it. I would have loved it if they just said Far Cry Four doesn't really have a story. It's just like you got to kill all these animals and make loads of things with them. Like it's like Minecraft with meat. <laughs> I would have loved that. I know it sounds wrong, but the only That's thing basically I... every fantasy game ever. I know. Hunter, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just I, I I got so into doing the hunting, and then I realised I'd done all the hunting, and I was like barely done any of the story. I did that like, too. You've actually, unlocked everything. but I also liked um, setting fire to the pirate camps, so that got me through. Oh, that was I like arson as well. Everyone likes arson. Everyone likes Far Cry Two. Totally. Ju no, three justified itself to me. Oh, that I think mission. I've got the clap. Constant pirate talk. Where you uh, have to attack the weed fields and you you have to burn them down. And of course, it's not playing dubstep. I was the most I preposterous mission. No, I, no, but it was it was the it best. Was preposterous, but, but for me, it was the only mission that actually got what that game was doing because the game is absurd. Yeah. And so, like, let's give you an absurd mission. It's just trying to self-justify a bit that game. I don't. I don't. I Far Cry Three is one of the few games I stopped playing because I hated the characters so much. He wasn't. He wasn't a character. He, he was nothing. The only character in that game I liked was Vaz, and as soon as Vaz was dead, I lost interest in it completely Kirk Hamilton's written a really nice thing on how Vaz was meant to be the main character he believes that after Vaz stabs you in the beginning of act, at the end of act one you're meant to sort of become Vaz and oh, like not realise who you are and all this stuff and that the plot just got jangled up in development well I, I don't even know if Vaz did die in my game I just worked out who he was going to and just lost interest uh, <laughs> because I was just like I just I did one I did the first flashback and when they were on the bar going oh for my drink to my father's gold card I was just like fuck this but that's the I'm whole not playing point. this that, guy the point was they were supposed to be disgusting I know but I can't well I mean, it's weird because so yeah. that, that game has this weird thing where it is completely absurd but it doesn't embrace it it tries to self-justify all the extreme what do you mean self-justify so have you ever read any of the interviews with the guy who wrote it no he was basically saying the whole game was a parody of itself and I was like, mm, you should have just left it being what it... I don't think it actually yeah, no really works. That, and it was a shit game. It does, it does, well, I think that Far Cry 3 was really, really good and enjoyable. But the fact is, you're supposed to be playing basically a colonialist white arsehole power fantasy dude. Yeah. And that's fine until you start over-explaining it and being like, oh, but actually it's a criticism. I don't think it's, it's like, fine. It's I not mean, a like criticism. It's, it's definitely not a criticism. Well, it's also it's an empowerment thing. I mean, these things don't exist in a vacuum. If you're playing like a white 
you know, Power Fantasy Arsold, that's fine. Except, oh wait, games are already that entirely. So if you do that, you're going to have a really tough time. But I think, again, the guy was trying to say, yes, but we were aware of all of that and that we were building it into yeah, it. And I'm like, I'm not sure you were. I mean, nah. maybe you were. Oh, they've if... done that classic thing of like thinking that their audience is somebody different. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, you know, it's like making something for, for an audience that doesn't actually exist to the degree that you think it does. Or maybe the audience does exist, but they're not going to be people who are going to buy and love your game. I really did love Far Cry 3, though. I despite Cry despite all of that, I thought I it was enjoyed Far I enjoyed really Far Cry 3. I just, I just, I, I kind of wish it wouldn't have done a narrative because the narrative just annoyed me. And, and it's not like I don't like stories, it was just the fact it's like, I got to a bit where it was like, um, you know, you, you you get the girl and she's staying in the the doctor's the crazy yeah. drug doctor's house. Man, I really like that doc- that doctor. Was he was cool. Wait, he how was can a, you, how he can was, you say he wasn't uh, better than Vars? He, 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 he was fabulous. Like, oh, you know, this. The twitching and dessert. I liked him. I liked him. But I liked it, the fact that he was just clearly baked and like yeah, yeah. he's yeah, no. been in the house. No, he'd and... fried his house. He'd fried yeah, exactly. his house. Fried his brain completely over the course yeah. of years. I like that. But it was the fact that it was like he then just went and talked to one of it was either your sister or your girlfriend or so, I don't fucking remember. But and she's like, "This island's changing." You're like, "No, it isn't." It's like, dude, we just punched a shark to death. For, like, no reason. Like, <laughs> this but island I, but has definitely if, changed. If you see Far Cry as very self-aware, then it kind of works. But that's an argument that you can make for anything. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you know, Yeah, no, that's completely fair. It's an excuse, really. Um, I, I just, I wish it would choose. I, I mean, the thing that annoyed me is it's like, Far Cry 3 was a really awesome, like, mechanical system, mm-hmm. but a really shit story, whereas Far Cry 2 was a really frustrating yeah. mechanical system really with though. a fucking amazing oh, man, story. I love the mechanics in Far Cry. What didn't you like about Far Cry 2's mechanics? Oh, the, this it, is the, the it, difference. It's the classic, it's just the respawning uh, thing. It was, it was, the game was too big. It wasn't like I had a major beef with it. It was just the fact that like, the game was already a very large game and adding it so that the, the checkpoints respawn full of people all the time it just meant that when you got to the point where you felt like you wanted to accelerate the narrative and you kind of think like I'm bored of this bit I want to move on now it didn't allow you to do that because you just try and drive somewhere and get blown up by rocket launchers and stuff yeah the thing that I ended up playing a different kind of Far Cry 2 because I was playing it on Infamous which is the hardest difficulty setting and at that point the checkpoints just become regular levels because you can't drive through them like if you want to get through a checkpoint you either go around it or you have to stop well that was kind of true that was kind of true but once you killed them they come back didn't they yeah but they kept coming back after you destroyed the checkpoint I think they did patch that out eventually I I remember I think they patched that out eventually well anyway I just remember I liked having to take malaria medication while hiding behind a I kind of liked all that stuff I kind of liked all that stuff but I I, I played it for 15 hours got to the second chapter and I kind of felt like I was I was I was done with it. Like, oh I, man, I, I wanted to keep playing, but the it was like good in that as well. I saw yeah, the new yeah. map, and what? I was no, just like, "Wait, what?" The we, ending of Far Cry Two was good. Oh, I didn't like that at all. Oh really? Yeah. Let's not ruin it. Anyway, <laughs> we've have, we have, we have blown well considerably. We've blown the doors right off of this podcast. Wow, and for about an hour and a half, but that's fine. Uh, we didn't ask. We should get together more often. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Um, and yeah, uh, we do have some other questions about stuff. You uh, didn't have a chance to talk about Inazuma 11 that we'll talk about at some point because Mm-mm. it sounds like it's football but people kick balls at speed of light and get hidden in mist and I don't like <laughs> football but I like both of those things. I've been playing the Destiny beta I think it's actually fucking amazing mm. and I'm really excited about it. and I, for the first time in years I felt like an entitled gamer in the fact that I got to the end of the beta and thought, What? But I want to play more. <laughs> what, what? I was genuinely annoyed. I was like, I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait a month and a half, you pricks. So we'll talk about that. And uh, well, you had something else you want to talk about as well, didn't you? I was talking about Divinity. Divinity. Bit, yeah. But I'm, really I'm still playing Divinity. And uh, um, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that again in the future because it's, it's fucking interesting. Mm. But anyway, thank you very much for joining us as ever. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Eggs. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.